Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. To allow your spouse his space to grieve, and he gives me my space to grieve, and and I can tell when you know he's ha- he's struggling, and he can look at me, and he can tell by looking at me that I'm having a hard time, and just just um just knowing that. Our guests on this edition of Life Support are Jim and Mary Benson. The Bensons are sharing the story of the tragic loss of their son and where they have been able to find hope in the midst of the suffering. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. The host for Life Support is Paul Johnson, lead pastor of Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota who is able to share in the suffering of the Bensons because of the loss of his own son. Here is Pastor Paul. So glad you're with us on Life Support, and we are in the midst of a conversation with Jim and Mary Benson, who are telling the story of the loss of their son, Eric. It's a very difficult story, and if you weren't with us last week, you can always hop on the MyFaithRadio.com website and listen or know that their son Eric took his life about a year and a half ago and it's been a painful experience but yet they've shared stories of faith and it's been beautiful so Jim and Mary thank you so much for telling your stories <coughs> Mary what before this all happened what was your relationship with God like and how has it changed in the aftermath mm-hmm. I have been a believer for a long time, raised in a Christian family, Um, and over the past several years, my faith has grown, Um, and I attribute it uh, greatly to the church that we're currently attending. Um, And we we were even baptized, I don't know, a couple years ago in the Jordan River. Rebaptized. I've been there. Yeah. What a place, huh? Yeah. yeah it was pretty moving. Mm-hmm. So our, our my speaking for myself, my faith has been growing, but since Eric's passing, it has been growing leaps and bounds, um, because I am having to lean harder and deeper and dig deeper into the Bible f- for my own my own survival. Yeah, that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. for your own survival. Yeah, I don't know how you can get through something as traumatic as this without having faith in, in, a, um, in a loving God and knowing that um, he makes all things good, and in the end, all things will be made right. So, Well, yeah, that's, that's deep faith to be able to say those words, even in trauma, and it's amazing how the roots go deeper and deeper. They do, and, and they, they continue. They continue. Which is a gift. It is a it's gift. It's a terrible way to get that gift. It is, but, it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's something, I guess it's something good that's come out of something bad. Mm-hmm. Jim, how about you? What was your faith like before, and how has it been since? <clears throat> well, I think i also been a believer for a long time. Um, I was never angry at God. In fact, I turned it more towards me what did I do that caused this? And, but I soon um, let that go. And now I just find myself talking to God all the time, um, praying 
just you know just feeling his presence all the time and uh, just I don't know where I'd be without Faith I don't know where I'd be without Westwood I don't know where I'd be without the people that have come into our life because of this from uh, a good friend of ours getting us in contact with Tony Dungy who went through this with his son to our pastor Joel who's become a really close friend to Dave Troutman who's become a really close friend to all the people at Westwood um, it's all part of that deepening of my faith mm-hmm. um, and it's God at work uh, I know it is and we're we're continuing to come into situations that um, relate to what we went through. Um, other people that uh, we've gotten in contact with <clears throat> who have um, lost a child uh, to suicide, and you know we're we're just boldly going there because um, it's we think it's part of God's big plan that um, doesn't always makes sense but it's part of his plan and we have to just trust that Mm -hmm. um, the story is a good ending. You've referenced Westwood for those of you uh, not in the Twin Cities Westwood Church is a large church here in the western metro of the Twin Cities and I know that there has been a particular message that's meant a lot to you that really touched your heart and really helped you get some focus in this right? Yeah. Um, less than a month, well, about a month after Eric passed, uh, Joel was already doing, or doing a series on pain, uh, entitled The Problem with Pain. It was a three-part series, and on September 23rd, he did a, um, a sermon on the topic entitled Done, I Don't Want to Live Anymore. And in that, he talked about this whole thing about flooding, and... You mentioned, I remember something really stuck with me, that people that go through this um, don't want to end their life. They want to end the pain. And he also talked about um, collateral damage, that when you take your life, what that does to so many other people. Uh, And so I just would encourage people out there that um, have that in their in their mind that they that they want to end it all that I think this sermon is incredibly powerful and also people that are going through this kind of loss I think you can find a lot of comfort in Joel's sermon I just think it's it's so powerful so I would encourage people to go to Westwood's um, uh, website uh, westwoodcc.org and the series started the problem of pain started September 9th, 2018, and the the uh, sermon on suicide was September 23rd. And it's all on their website, on their podcast archives, and I just think it's an amazingly powerful message. Okay, thank you for offering that. Another resource for those of you who might uh, be wondering, too, is the suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. If you're in trauma right now and you're and you're thinking through some of the things that are being said, reach out for help. If you're in pain, don't wait. There are people that can help you. Reach out to a friend or call this number, 
and get some help. Uh, Jim and Mary Benson are our guests here on Life Support. What we do here on this podcast and this radio show is to tell stories to help find a deeper relationship with Jesus. I hear that in both of your voices. But you still had to navigate church. You had to navigate friends. You had to navigate people who don't really understand. So, Mary, what would you say to someone who is starting in this journey that is going to navigate all of that? My wife, Wendy, calls it the million steps. Mm-hmm. How, how would you say this is how you can move through socially in a church setting or with your friends? Mm-hmm. Um, friends and and family, they, they give you a lot of grace. So, you know, if, if you don't show up for things or... You know, they, they, they're, they're pretty understanding. Um, um, I would go to church every Sunday, and I would just sit there and cry. The music seemed to hit me, and people would come up and hug me. Um, and, and, yeah, I just let it out. Um, how to navigate this. People, and, and I'm really grateful for this, um, Eric's friends especially, they still... They still stay in contact with us, and they they continue to reach out to us, and they invite us to things, uh, weddings, showers. They move on with their life. They're having babies, and that's all wonderful, and I'm I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, there's this this pain that their lives are going on, and Eric's is not, and we're kind of in limbo. Like, okay, we're not really, (laughs) we haven't really moved. I have these pictures of my son, and I often say to myself. I want a new picture. Yeah, that's right. He wouldn't look yeah. like that anymore. I'm tired of that that's picture. Right. I love it, but I'm yeah. tired of it. And all of all of his friends, you know, we've all got a future here on this earth, and Eric's future is not here on this earth. His future is in heaven, where where we'll see him. But um, yeah, so it, it, it's in, in some ways it, it's painful when we go to some of these things but but i'm really grateful because it's a challenge and with uh, when we go to these things it's kind of like a, we're seeing a little piece of eric mm-hmm. and, and that's comforting mm-hmm. and and i keep hoping and thinking that um you know next time it'll be a little easier so it's a challenge right it's a challenge but i'm, I'm grateful that people are still reaching out yeah that is really neat and that speaks a lot of him that they're still yeah. in contact with you and jim when you when you've had to work you know, um, work is not easy after this. It's not the same, is it? No. What's it like to have to go to the office and do your thing? I'm not very efficient. Um, I've never been a very organized guy to begin with, but um, especially initially, I just kind of wandered around from office to office and talked to people, or they came in to, to my office. There were a lot of really touching moments I remember distinctly one fellow who has his own troubles um, came into my office and I would say he's uh, he's not a believer um, uh, or if he is it's very weak but he came into my office and he was very upset and trembling and he came over and gave me a big hug and he said I just want to let you know that I've been praying for you and I thought whoa that's that's pretty cool so, um, yeah, it was hard. It's still hard. We'll continue with the Benson story in just a moment. This program is about finding hope in the midst of suffering. 
survivors having conversations with other survivors. If you feel you would like to talk to someone about your own pain, you can call Ridgewood Church at this phone number, 952-474-0858, or log on to this website, myrwc.org. Life Support is a co-production of Ridgewood Church and Five Stone Media. Here is Five Stone Media's Executive Director, Steve Johnson. Once again, a reminder that we are videotaping these shows, and the video version will be available immediately after the completion of this program on the Life Support YouTube channel, or you can access it through fivestonemedia.com. We now rejoin the conversation with Jim and Mary Benson. I'm still not at 100%, I'm not even close to 100%, but um, I'm making making some progress. Are you okay with not being 100%? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever, I'll never be. Um, I tell people this is, and I read this in a book too, and I just really hit home, this is, this is like uh, having an amputation, yeah. and I'm amputated from who I was, and I'll never be that person again. And also like an amputation, you get that phantom pain, so I get constant reminders every day about what isn't going to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's my son who, my son was more than my son. Yeah. He was, yeah, my best friend. Yeah, so that's uh, it's a lot to try to grapple with for sure. Yep, Mary, you mentioned um, at one point that you both grieve differently. Mm-hmm. So as a married couple, mm-hmm. trying to navigate this, both in pain, both in shock, grieving differently. How's that been? Oh well, it's a journey for, for sure. We, you know, I, I had no idea that that we would be grieving differently. And one thing that was helpful was we were put in contact with another couple early on, um, and they had lost their son by suicide as well. And I, I don't know; it was probably f- fifteen years ago or so. And, and it, you know, it, it was still it, you could tell it was still affecting them. But they they were the ones that told us that, you know, you're going to grieve differently. So, you know, that was my first clue. And the second thing that they said was that there's an increased chance that your marriage won't make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're at a greater risk of your marriage falling apart. And so that's, you know, that's, that's more bad news. <laughs> yeah, that's a sobering reality. It's really. a sobering mm-hmm. reality. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So... Um, yeah, so we were put in touch with them, and and and, and we got it. We were in a group with Grief Share, and that that kind of told us things to expect too. Um, and we were in therapy for for a, a while, and, and that you know that helped us navigate as well. But I I think just knowing that Jim and I grieve differently. Um, he has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. I get out of bed. I wake up by I don't know early when it's still dark out. I'm out of bed. I can jump out of bed and and I can um, you know I can function. But I jump out of bed and I go right to the word and that that's what I look forward to. So um, I think just being aware that we grieve differently 
and that to allow your spouse his space to grieve and he gives me my space to grieve and and I can tell when you know he's ha he's struggling and he can look at me and he can tell by looking at me that I'm having a hard time and just just um just knowing that just knowing that that's really important to know because I think that we are expecting our spouse to behave like us think like us at times yeah and processing grief for everyone is so completely different mm -hmm. and you know some people uh, seem to to just sail through something like this and then it hits them five years from now mm -hmm. or 10 years from now mm -hmm. and and some people are crushed at the beginning and then they're, they're they sort of get up and, and get going so everybody's different and I think as believers who are navigating church and navigating our small groups and so forth we need to understand that if someone's sharing something that happened 20 years ago it's very easy for us to say, well, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, I, I found myself in a homicide support group, which I never thought I'd say those words. And there were people that had lost children 25 years ago just weeping. Yeah. And yeah. they're not weak. They're just hurting mm -hmm. yeah. because it's real and it doesn't go away. It's it like you said, away. Jim, it's, it's, it's amputation. That's yeah. not something that you get over. No. You and get I through, think you, get, you get through it, and I think if if believers in churches could get a handle on that, there would be l a lot less people that are afraid to enter back in because they'll be loved for where they are, and they don't have to pretend. Here's the bottom line to all this: is that whether we are in trauma or not, God is really all we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we can be fooled into thinking that all of this stuff, including our spouses including our church, are somehow going to satisfy us or be the answer. Mm -hmm. And when God drags us into something like this, then you realize really quickly that it's either going to be, I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus at a new level or I'm not. Because there's no middle ground, right, Mary? I mean, no, you, can't, you can't be a sort of Christian right. in the midst of this stuff. Yeah. This is heavy duty. Yeah, heavy duty. Yes. Good way to put it. Mm -hmm. But but we can be thankful for heavy duty because then we get to know Christ mm -hmm. at a brand new level. Yeah, and, and there there are blessings in that. Well, I think it causes you too to be a lot more sensitive to uh, the pain that's out there. Yeah, I think when things are going well, you're just going about your life. And now when when I walk through the Skyway downtown, I keep thinking, you know, everybody I'm meeting has got something that they're dealing with and you know i think there's a tendency to when this happens to think um you know why us and then i think why not us mm -hmm. um you know everybody has has their stuff and um uh, there's a lot of people going through things that i i can't imagine going through i have a, a dear friend from high school who lost her son-in-law in a tragic car accident and so she's grieving that but she's also trying to support her daughter long distance who suddenly lost her husband and you know i think how oh, wow how do you how do you navigate that so there's just all kinds of pain out there and i think mm -hmm. this increases your senses you're much more sensitive to the pain that is out there in the world in the few minutes that we have left here um, I'll begin with you, Mary. Let's talk to people right now that are considering taking their life, okay? Yeah. Because we know that 
This show airs here in the Twin Cities at 8.30 on a Saturday night. It's going to be listened to at different hours and by in various stages of life. And people, when they're alone, they're going to be in darkness. How would you counsel someone, not necessarily at this moment, but somebody who's been kind of ruminating about this and thinking about this, what would you say to them? I would say speak out. Let somebody know that you're having these thoughts. If you're struggling and thinking about taking your life, let someone know because more people love and care about you and want to help you. Yeah, and you're not, I, I don't believe you're going to always feel this way. I don't think you're always going to be feeling pain that you know that eventually with some help things will look different you know you'll you'll come out of the darkness uh, you know i i would just beg for you not not to go that route mm-hmm. not to go that route mm-hmm. jim what would you say i'd echo what mary is saying um and that if somehow they could realize like i said before their core value is with God. It's not with the world. It's not with what people think or say about them. Uh, and also that what taking their life, what that does to the people left behind, the collateral damage, uh, is uh, so horrendous. And if they somehow can can feel that um, and get through that temporary flooding that there's peace and light at the other side so one more question what would you say to parents that are grappling with this very issue maybe it's been a year ago two years ago five years ago Mm. ten years ago. have a child that took their life yep oh my i mean everybody's journey is different but for me i would say you know also reach out Reach out if you're struggling. And for me, and I can only speak for myself on this, is that faith is definitely a godsend. Because for me, it is making bearable the unbearable. Yeah. Yeah, faith is is massive. And Jim, would you echo those same thoughts? Yeah. um, Lean into your faith. And hopefully you have a support system that you can lean into. But bottom line, it's going to be you and God. And it's going to be you and God for the rest of your life. Yeah. And as believers, the things that people say sometimes aren't helpful. But there is a bottom line knowledge to know that there is a future hope. And we will see our loved ones again. And it doesn't take away the pain. doesn't even lessen the pain. But it does help us orient ourselves to something more that's in the future. And, of course, beyond that, there's Christ waiting for us as well. So as believers, we have an incredible hope. Yeah, we sure do. We do. And um, now I, um, I know that life on this planet is just minuscule. It's just a blip. And uh, I will see Eric again. Um, I know, I realize that the prize is seeing Christ. But seeing my son again is a bonus. It's a huge thing. 
it's a bonus. It's really important. I thank you both for spending time with us. I know this is a difficult topic, but I also know that God is going to bless this and he's going to use you in mighty ways. You have no idea. And I want to thank you for your courage and honesty in being with us today. That's Jim and Mary Benson telling a a very difficult story. You know, afflictions and, and trouble are a part of everyday life in a fallen world. And sin has wrought death and destruction. But please know that Jesus has defeated death on the cross, and he comforts those who suffer. In Isaiah 43, 2, we read, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. God is with you. He will not forsake you. And so take heart. Don't give up. Be encouraged that God is watching over your circumstances right now. One more time, that National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. On Life Support, we tell stories to help you find a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ through trauma. I want to thank you for spending time with us today. And we want to thank our special partners, Faith Radio, Five Stone Media, and here at Ridgewood Church, we would love to help you if you want to reach out at myrwc.org slash life support. If you'd like to watch a video version of this show, you can hop on Five Stone Media's website. That's fivestonemedia.com. And I would love to have you follow me on Twitter at Pastor Paul J. So I hope you've been encouraged and hope this has been helpful. And we'll see you next time on Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Ridgewood Church and Five Stone Media. Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, Subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support.